0: Welcome Flight Suit Friday followers. Hope you're all doing well. This is your host, uh, Nick Litchfield, and I've got uh, our other host, Rob Minio sitting with us today. What's up, Rob? Not too much, man. Just excited
1: to be here. I I cannot believe that we don't have Sam and Kenny sitting across from us, giving us their, uh, you know, enlightened wisdom and uh, any kind of guidance on the show. But hey, hard act to follow up, but uh, you got some cheap replacements here and I, I think we'll get the job done.
0: No kidding. Uh, we are talking about that earlier a little bit. Something about basically lights coming in at the bar and all the little cockroach scattered. And we're the, we're the last two standing. <laughs> we are definitely the cockroaches here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Welcome, everybody. Um, we've got basically an intro podcast for Rob and I. And it's a, probably going to be on a little bit of the shorter side. But uh, we'll talk about a couple things. Uh, but most importantly, let's kick this off here. Oh, yeah. All right, Rob, what are you drinking over there? Okay, I got me a, a juice Raptor,
1: a little hazy IPA. It's a, it's pretty tasty. Somewhere in the sixes on the uh, alcohol content. Nice. Where's that from? Ooh, 6.9. Ooh. Nice. Very nice. Uh, this one's from Atlanta, Georgia. Highly recommend. Oh, that's cool, man. If that's not a,
0: in a fridge in your wardroom, room, then uh, you're missing out. I would say that's pretty local-ish, right? Definitely yeah, a regional at least for beer. us. I'm drinking this D9 Brewing Company uh, Swell Rider. This bad boy is 5.1%, so not Kenny Approved. Yeah, I know. That's pretty much non-alcoholic right yeah, there. Yeah, is pretty light. I can't tell where it's from, though, man. I kind of feel bad. You know, and I totally neglected to say with that juice Raptor, it's from
1: Monday Night Brewing. Oh, nice.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, next time we're in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Um, Atlanta. Let's see. Maybe five years, four years from now, they'll have the Heli Expo back out there. Well, i mean we'll both still be at atc so uh yeah absolutely right <laughs> right um dude let me play this real quick okay you ready yeah send it look at us hey look at us look at us huh? who would have thought not me <laughs> what are we doing here you know a year ago when i was your sponsor
1: for you know just coming into the unit had no idea we'd both be here after i hoodwinked you into coming to atc i
0: mean I know. Um, I feel like shortly after I PCSed here, Kenny and Sam, they're like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, "Uh, I I don't know, like, I guess maybe. Uh, Who else is doing it? And they're like, well, you'd be partnering up with Rob. And I was like, well, okay. Rob didn't go to podcast school either. (laughs) So look at us. Look at us. (laughs) We're just figuring this out as we go. So
1: uh, some of you might've heard our voice on here before we've been guess in certain capacities, whether it's talking about SAR cases or just, uh, you know, the soft intros from a couple months ago when we were both on. But uh, I guess we can go into a little bit of our backgrounds for listeners that haven't heard about us, uh, which surprises me. Um, you kick us off, dude. You, yeah, yeah. You, you tell us about yourself first. So we're really, uh, as we're stepping down the caliber here, got uh, myself, Rob Minio, DCA, came over hmm, six and a half years ago from the Army, spent about eight and a half years doing that it took about a two-year rump springer, just kind of explored life, got some fixed-wing ratings, and uh, finally the Coast Guard picked me up and, let's see, went from flying Chinooks in the Army to finding out that the 65 had the coolest community. So I was like, yeah, give me one of the weakest aircraft I could fly. I want that. I want to be a better pilot. <laughs> so I've <laughs> been working on being a better pilot for, uh, you know, about six years now. I think it was the last... July of 17 that I was qualified.
0: We are always improving.
1: Yeah, yeah, always. Always. Um, So yeah, I've spent four and a half years in Savannah and then uh, summer of 21 got sent over here to ATC and about a year of instructing and then a year of uh, some servitude in the front office and I've been released back into the wild and I am a newly minted, Echo instructor.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Congrats, dude. (laughs) Three weeks of um, instruction, high quality instruction here. Yeah. And uh, now you are the 65 Echo field expert and have been charged with instruction and answering questions and all of the things. I
1: am a highly qualified instructor pilot.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. With confidence. Absolutely! Congrats on that transition, by the way, man. I'm I'm going on about Thanks, six months. There is not a single flight that I get on where I don't pick up something new, and I mean that. Like I even the littlest things, like oh, hey, uh, have you pressed this button before? And it's it's always a surprise. I'm like, Sweet. now is that something you're asking the student or yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so I do a little bit of both. Yeah, I like yeah. to ask the <laughs> students what their take is, so I can learn from them. Right. Uh, I get that. You know. Um, they have been actually instructors for me, which has been fantastic.
1: Just like to go with, let's see what happens.
0: (laughs) Let's, let's see what happens. Or if you have a sim event and they're like, Hey, how about this? And you're like, well, you know what? Let's take it to the sim and find out. Yeah. That way you can see it firsthand. So, um, solid intro, man, dude, I'm, I'm pumped to be working with you again. And for the listeners, Rob and I were stationed in air station Savannah together. So we flew together for probably... It was probably three years, right? Um, oh, yeah. you... Easily you, three years. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, uh, not neighbors, but uh, lived in the same neighborhood-ish and uh, spent a lot of good quality time together, man. So Rob was definitely the catalyst to get me over to ATC. And well, here here we are, you know, <laughs> one year into it, man. And uh, I'm pumped. Uh, should I go? I don't know. Yeah, go for it, man. T- tell us who is uh, this Nick Litchfield. Okay. Uh, Great voice, so, by the way. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Um, not as good as Sam though, or Kenny. Both those guys—they uh, were built. Those were two, legends. dude. Let, let me touch on them real quick. Um, those guys were built for this podcast. Like, perfect voices had the conversations flowing effortlessly. O- obviously, great interviews. I think we're up to sixty some podcasts. Oh wow! You know, and and they were uh, directly in charge of running. You know, a number of those. So. Um, dude, they crushed it, dude. And
1: another thing, they were fantastic at thoughtful questions, just very insightful
0: and like, you know, getting yeah. good
1: information out of people where we just kind of grunt. A little bit like what you think. I mean, we're a step above like a little bit more than Jake Dorsey's going to offer, but uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, get Jake Dorsey, big grumpy pants on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> big <laughs> grumpy pants. Has he been pants. on here before? So yeah, the last podcast, he uh, decided he wanted to uh, come on and, and maybe he was forced to, a little bit, uh, just to kind of give his opinions on the podcast. Total grump, you know, grump, oh man. yeah, but that's okay. You know, it's okay to have some critics from time to time. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah, I, I uh, share my background. Um, but, uh, joined the Coast Guard in 2006 and went through boot camp, uh, enlisted and then went to the motor lifeboat school for maybe about eight months or so. And then decided I want to be a rescue swimmer. So I put my name in that hat. And did did that training, uh, graduated swimmer school, and then went to Air Station Cape Cod, and then PCS to Air Station New Orleans, which was a blast. I think I say that every time I talk about New Orleans, man. Yeah, you still love that place. still love that place. Um, and then went to OCS, and then flight school, and then Air Station Savannah, and ultimately here. So um, love the now, southeast. Now I'm getting to do a little bit of uh, 65 Echo and Delta student control. Um, which is fun because we get to meet a lot of folks coming through and we do the, you know, the the designation, redesignation check-ins and uh, three-week tra- uh, transition check-ins too. So um, get to meet a lot of folks, which is yeah. probably one of the perks of the job, I think. I think so. Finally getting to put
1: like, you know, faces to names, hear about a lot of people. You get to meet them in person. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Couldn't
0: agree more, dude. Yeah. Um, I, yeah.
1: I definitely enjoyed my first year in Stucon. That was, that was a fun, fun time.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, now you're doing stand team, right? I am, yes. Uh, newly, or I'm sorry, newly minted in the stand cube. You can't stand cube. Yeah.
1: thank you. Yeah. Learning. So, uh, what do I do there? Like, I don't know. Refer to thirty-seven ten.
0: That's, that's <laughs> all, I, all I can tell you on that one. Have you had I'll, to answer seven eleven? Have you had to answer any crazy fleet questions yet?
1: Uh, I have not. If you wait long enough, Jake Dorsey or Caleb Robards will go ahead and like you know jump on that, but. Um, no, just learning the appropriate way to dance around, who to talk to, make sure to say the right things. Of course. Double triple check the email so people don't just take your uh, email a scripture. <laughs> Indeed. Or I'll just put in the whole asterisk. This is the uh this is Rob Minio's take. I'll get back to
0: you with the actual answer. <laughs> as a technique only. Yes. Right? Something like that. Well 100%. cool, man. Very good. So uh yeah, and
1: maybe we'll uh maybe I'll trick you into the
0: stand cube as well. Maybe. Uh maybe one of these days. But like I said before student controls. It's where it's at, but you know, I don't have to answer too many strange questions over there other than like, Hey, do I need to bring my flight gloves for the proficiency course? Yeah. It's like, no dude, you're okay.
1: That's actually a litmus test within itself. If you actually adhere to that, bring the gloves, then like, <laughs> it's not going to go in your DPR,
0: but soft judgment. <laughs> board? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, let's see. Do we need to do anything else for introductions here? We good there. I don't think
1: so. We we do have a, a surprise for uh, maybe an incoming podcast member who thinks he's going to be a part of the team, but we got a, a little special lined up for you. We're, we're going to interview him on this podcast to see if he's ready for the job. Gosh, I can't wait to call him.
0: I hope he answers
1: <laughs> so bad. Ha, I do too. Awesome. So, all right. Well, in that case, I guess we'll uh, transition into some highlights. Talk about it. All right. First highlight that we have going on. A lot of you might not have known it, but the last two Delta designation students have come and gone through the course. They graduated, what was it, last week? Yeah, last Friday. Yeah, we had a uh, Christian Rubik, who is now a Corpus Christi uh, duty standing co-pilot, and Rachel Morello, who took off to Detroit. Both those places I know decently well, since for the past two years, that's the only place I was able to do uh, stand visits as the last remaining Delta instructor pilot here or one of the last two remaining. One
0: of the, yeah, the final standing for sure. Um little soft spot in my heart for those places. Gosh, I know you, you know, both of those places pretty well. Cause yeah, you stood duty in Corpus Christi to help out. Yep. Right. And then you've done that. Yeah. The stand visits in both. Right. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool, man. But yeah, huge congrats to uh, Rachel and Christian for completing their really the, you know, the fleet's last 65 Delta designation course. Um, And actually, you know, with the aircraft woes and the lack of uh, Delta instructor pilots, I want to say they were still able to get out of here at the 10-week range, which was kind of incredible because that's probably been more of the average for yeah. you know the 65 delta
1: um in fact that the the class before them was even longer and that's when we had an additional delta just
0: you know it's and, weird how it shakes out it, yeah and and it was funny because when they were here I felt like the deltas were actually probably the delta aircraft were probably in pretty good shape and the echoes were suffering something it's something there's always a little give and take I feel yeah. like uh, but huge shout out to them as uh, as we wrap up our last designation course, or I'm sorry, I've, as we have graduated our last designation course, um, we get to start kind of streamlining some of our training and uh, the 65 Delta simulator will be in a uh, kind of... A cold mode. I guess we're going to bring it down to, uh, when it's not in use and then boot it back up when we have folks coming through for uh, Delta P courses or the Delta Differences Simulator. Um, but that's about it. So it's going to start getting a little lonely in there. Yeah. Going to miss the old aircraft, but that's okay. I know. it. We also have uh, another thing that's changed up a little bit. The redesignation course has been reworked to where i mean i don't know the exact percentage but let's say 95 percent of it is going to be simulator and classroom based which is pretty cool um, with a final 65 echo familiarization flight which is i think uh, maybe a two-hour sortie so the goal is to uh, bring in our redesignation folks you know put them through the classes and the sims and uh, should be very very minimal delays in training so that's kind of cool
1: yep with a reduction in timeline uh i'll be getting out of here as a see co-pilot basics are, but it'll give an op- give them an opportunity to get to their units a little more quickly and be able to learn the way that, you know, your specific unit is operating and employing the aircraft, because I'm sure we all have different ways that we're using CAS and all the wonderful features of it.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Um, you could take your Northwest units, for example, and compare them to like the Southeast units and. I guarantee that your your Northwest folks are probably really, really good at the different map usages and yep. stuff like that, where, you know, people down here in the Southeast, where it's a little bit more flat, we're probably not using the DTED stuff or some of those <laughs> what, other maps. terrain relief. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that'll be really good. Again, another opportunity for them to kind of get back to their units a little bit quicker, especially during PCS season where things are already tight. Um, you know, we know that the uh, units are, are hurting for folks out there, so... I think overall, this will be probably a good thing, huh? Yeah,
1: I, th- I think it'll turn out that way. Cool. um, Sweet. So we had some people, you know, that discovered some uh, some unexpected uh, experiences as the features of the 320 droop um, were occurring. And, you know, they may or may not have had, like, good planned outs for the evolution they were about to attempt. Um, a Rob Menio technique is if you're going to try something out that's, you know, within uh, a maneuver that we've been, you know, trained to do at least coming through an aircraft commander syllabus and if you're an engineer you probably do it more frequently but maybe if you're going to do stuff that's going to result in uh reduction in nr give yourself plenty of altitude and maybe some forward moving airspeed i don't know simple place for me to be is like maybe a thousand feet 70 knots that's not a stand answer that's just maybe a little bit conservative if i'm gonna be like cool i'm not chuck yeager but i'm gonna have like something that's going to give me a chance (laughs) for you know getting forward and down maybe change some pitch off for some airspeed. Um, So I'd say if you're out there, you know, learning things in the friendly skies and features of the aircraft, try not to do it close proximity to the ground or in a place where you're not going to have a lot of answers in a short amount of time. Great thoughts.
0: That's great advice. Um, So altitude, perhaps a little bit of relative wind off the nose. Yeah, that's always. uh, And I think the big takeaway there is leave yourself an out, right? As you always should. Um, and then, of course, for folks out there that want to have a 320 demonstration um, in a riskier profile, when you come through for your annual proficiency course, come on down, ask for it. We mm-hmm. can uh, get you set up nice, fat, heavy, hot, yep. and uh, we can we can see how it really works. Yep. Same way we do with the autos,
1: you know. For sure. For sure. Very forgiving environment there. <laughs> like I said, uh, you know, it's kind of a theme I do, like not risk averse per se, however, coming from. A 10,000 horsepower machine that was, you know, almost aer- aerodynamically undefeatable.
0: Yeah, no kidding, to, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, like you can yank and bank on that thing pretty forgivably. And there's this aircraft, put a little more thought into what I'm about to do because I don't want to have to find out how good of a pilot I am.
0: Yeah, the best course of action is to make sure you never put yourself in that position in the first place. Oh, yeah. Maybe, I don't know.
1: Yeah, just sometimes you get caught a little bit off guard, but yeah, try not to make that the norm. Of course, yeah, cool. Sweet, um, I think that kind of wraps up our uh, our highlights there. You want to get our uh, our special friend on the phone?
0: Cool. Let's, let's take it in. Let's call up uh, our future potential host candidate and see what he has to say. Sweet. Hello. Hey, bud. What's up? Hey. Hey, come on, bud. We have Max Cherno on the line, guys. And uh he is our potential podcast candidate. Yeah. Soon to PCS to ATC Mobile. Max, you want to introduce yourself, dude?
2: Yeah. Hey, Max Cherno. Coming from Air Station Savannah, heading to ATC Mobile, following in the footsteps of uh your fine hosts, Uncle Rob and Nick Litchfield.
1: Two fathers before uh, you, four <laughs>
2: fathers. That's right. And I love how you still call them. Uncle Rob, too. Oh, well, that, you know, and I guess we're going to kick off the interview right now. First thing that I would do oh, is. Whoa, hold make on, sure hold
0: that
1: on.
2: We <laughs> change pump the brakes Uncle right Rob's there. name,
1: Uncle Rob. Oh, hold on, pump the brakes. We, you're not changing anything just yet.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Uncle Rob. What,
1: what, what is your full given name? Start whole, off with that. <laughs>
2: It's uh, it's Maximilian Schwartz Chernow. That so sounds pretty fancy. E. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. 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 Just want the uh, the the listeners to get a good foundation, and a basis of who we're like, yeah, recruiting potentially for this <laughs> position, yeah, esteemed, highly yeah. esteemed position. For sure,
0: Schwartz Chernow. That's almost like one word, Schwartz <laughs> Nazi. Whoa.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll let you continue. Sorry for interrupting your flow. Yep.
2: No, that was fine. That that was that was the main, you know, that was the main thing I was going to bring to the table. We make sure that Uncle Rob is known and called Uncle Rob from here on out. Well, I, I, I think think, it's
1: uh, think your good friend Nick, you know, kind of introduced that and you know took my character, uh, drug it through the mud for a little bit. Let let the people know who I really was.
0: Yeah, I think Perfect. I think <laughs> folks know Uncle Rob is Uncle Rob here. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, but he was he was hiding in that front office for about a year, so it was hard to get it to stick. You know what I mean?
2: Well, then there you go. We got to get stick. And I think, uh, I think that's, you know, for, first and foremost, that's what we'll bring to the table.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a certain level of prestige you have to carry in the front office and just somehow, like I was, I was like so Teflon I- for a while there with the nickname.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, Max, what did you do? So w- where are you stationed? Where were you at before that?
2: Yeah. So, um, air station Savannah, like I said, PCS in mobile before that flight school. Um and then before that I was at uh, air station Miami doing the um the C SPY program thing there. That was an awesome experience. Uh definitely a good um introduction to the world of Coast Guard aviation. Uh and then before that I was uh um on the enlisted side. I was a uh ME. i was at um MSU Savannah. So lightning struck twice twice for me. Boom. What and a then, Yeah. <laughs> I know. That was great. I remember I remember uh in flight school, calling Nick because you were already in Savannah. and Be like, "Hey man, I uh, put Savannah somewhere on my list," and you're like, "Oh, you're just going to get it again." And you know, maybe maybe I have you to blame
0: for that one. Maybe I don't know why, but yeah, I guess uh, you're, you're following me times two now.
2: Yeah, I mean, where are we going next, dude? I was. We can talk about that later. Well,
0: too. <laughs> I think I heard Savannah uh, okay. call my name, so I think we're going to go back to Savannah. <laughs> Uncle Rob's going to go. The whole team, dude, it's going to be awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I I have no objections. Awesome. Let's do it. Um, assuming that Max passes this interview though. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Is, you know, he's already failing
1: anyways, to be fair, we're short on people, so we'll just put you on the team anyways.
0: So Max, Max has a lot of things going for him. One is his awesome hair. Right. Yeah. And, and looks. Yep. But like, you can't see that through the podcast yet.
1: No, no. He, I mean, I remember when we were doing our, um, Golden Spray uh glamour picks afterwards. Like he had the best him and Jeb oh Slick had the gosh, best man. looking hair. Yep. In the single like photo. Well
2: you can't you can't have folks like Jeb Slick and Maximilian Cherno not have good hair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, is, that is a must.
2: You guys and were, and they also we also had Jared Blitz on that crew too. Man, it was a it was a that crew looking tough. Yeah, his
1: name was good, but he didn't look as uh yeah, nearly as uh I don't know, poster children esque as, as y'all. got y'all look beautiful. That's for no. sure. So, <laughs> okay. So uh what what are your goals and what are you looking to accomplish as you're uh you know, being the voice of the podcast to like all of our I don't know, what what did my OER say before? Like our one trillion listeners that we have?
0: Yeah, something like yeah. that.
1: Devout. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I'm gonna be honest, boys, it's a little selfish. Um listen to this podcast for a while. A lot of lot of cool people have been have been interviewed and I'm like super excited to be able to kind of chat with those people, you know, come up with some, some folks to have on the show, learn a little bit and, uh, you know, talk to some, some very unique personalities in, you know, the aviation world.
1: I mean, the fact that you said that you listen to a lot of these episodes, like, all right, interview's over for me. You, you, you got the job. Like I might be able to count on one hand of all the episodes I've listened to. So, so guilty about that. I really need to uh, make good on that and go back and listen to a few, maybe help out with material in
0: the future. Dude, Max has already yeah. been putting in the groundwork too. I was talking to him the other day. He goes, hey, do you want to do an interview with um, this uh, magazine editor? And uh, is for um, Max. You can tell talk tell us a little bit about yeah it, yeah
2: the the International Rescue uh, magazine. Yeah, Air I didn't Rescue know that
0: was a magazine. Guy. Wow, I, dude, it's cool. And uh, basically, I, I looked, I looked it up online, and I was like, it was something that I've seen before. I have not subscribed to or anything, but dude, Max is already doing the the groundwork, like getting people. Uh, in Europe and in, in the UK, basically on the roster for for some podcasts. And I was like, okay, not bad. Um, maybe that youth will be good for all the uh, planning efforts. Well, that's great. Get some international notoriety for the podcast Boom. as well yeah. as
1: the Coast Guard. Absolutely. As if they don't know who we are already. But
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, that that's fantastic, Max.
2: Yeah, you know what, man? I'm just going to have Nick do my interview because he's doing a lot better than me.
0: So uh so I reached back out to um John and I felt really bad because his email went straight to my uh junk uh box just because oh, it was like yeah. an unrecognized mm-hmm. you know uh, uh email address from from overseas sure. and Max is like hey did you uh email John back and I was like I don't I don't think I ever got an email from him. anyways he left me a nice long email. I reached back out to Max and, uh, we're going to set something up, but it was pretty cool. He gave me the option. He's like, well, we can do an interview via nice, uh, email or, uh, over teams. And yeah, I think we're gonna knock that out, but I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. That's a cool connection because then we can chat with him and maybe talk to like the UK star pilots.
2: That was a great connection. That was at Heli Expo yeah. where I met the guy.
0: Oh, nice um, dude. Oh, that's right. You guys yeah, are both so- out there. Nice.
2: Yeah, so he was there, and then I ended up writing an article for them about how we deal with um, communications in search and rescue cases, and like what kind of comms platforms we have, and how we work with other government agencies. And you know, the most challenging thing in a search and rescue case is not the weather or the hoisting; sometimes it's the communication, which is silly. So we, we, I wrote wrote an article for him about that. That'll be up in the July issue, and then he uh, for the uh, military issue, and I think that's coming out late summer. Uh, Nick's going to give a good interview for him, so. They're pretty. They're pretty. Uh, yeah, they're pretty. Pretty into the Coast Guard. They did a um, an article about Ahars. I think back in twenty seventeen, he was really excited um, to have some more connections and possibly do another follow up article. So yeah, he's awesome. John's a good dude.
0: When I was looking through some of their um, past uh, magazines, like the basically the covers that, that they have uh, published on their website, like every maybe seventh. Uh, cover was a Coast Guard helicopter, and I was like, "Wow, yeah. these guys do a lot of Coast Guard stuff." So it's pretty cool, man. Oh, wow. yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Max just doing leg work, man. No, no, awesome. i was, um,
1: again very, very in awe of Max's like maturity yeah. and accomplishment since like we I've left Savannah. Like, I know, I when know. Start telling me he's writing an article. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you're, you're writing like pen to paper or you, you found a good one in the uh, yeah, on the yeah, P drive what, before it they long, sunsetted that.
2: It takes a long hey hey takes Siri takes a long time when you got a hunting pack. I mean
1: are <laughs> you, you copying and pasting like an OER <laughs> yeah, Change
2: strange enough D- words?
0: H-E. Yeah, hey hey Siri, can you bring up um chat GPT for me, please? Oh. <laughs> Just straight ripping yeah. uh,
1: ripping pages out of the sarendendum. There you
0: yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Probably,
2: I, I definitely, I definitely got the green light from plenty of people around Savannah. though. Dude, so.
0: nice. that's awesome, man. Hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, man, it, it's cool. And, and awesome. your family has a background in journalism too, right? Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, my dad was a uh, TV news reporter and anchor for gosh, I don't know, thirty years, and then he uh, moved over to consulting. And uh, my brother uh, is a photojournalist as well. So,
1: dude, it's in the blood.
2: This yeah, gonna be, this you know. going be
1: awesome, dude. Wouldn't, that's some cold uh, Minnesota blood, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them is in Las Vegas right now warming up, so. Okay. But yeah, no. I'm 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 excited. Um I think it'll be fun.
0: Well, what do you say, Rob? Yeah,
1: yeah, why not? We're we're going to have to convince them to do other like take flights and sims and other things <laughs> that we don't want to do. So, this is going to be this is kind of like a a deposit we're putting on to like We'll make it on it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Dude, Max, I am freaking pumped, bud. The, yeah, uh, me too. The man. fact that really uh, you you decided that you wanted to do this back at the Heli Expo. And then, of course, uh, you know, Rob Rob was always a part of this mix. And the funny part was is that Rob was like, hey, do you want to do the interview? And Kenny and Sam and – or the, I'm sorry, the podcast. And I was like, I don't know. And, like, somehow I got uh, entrenched in it with uh, Sam and Kenny. And, and Rob was on the sideline for a really long time. Now Rob's yeah. back, yep, yeah. and now Max is going to be back, and it's all going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good. I uh,
1: I think I was a little, little intimidated at first. I remember uh, I just straight up ignored the group text that Ryan sent out to uh, Nick and myself, and then Nick <laughs> sidebar convoed me and was like, "Hey man, I don't know if I want to do this, but if you'll do it, I'll do it." And I was like, "Well, if you'll do it, I'll do it." And so I used the guise of my front office job, which was you know very taxing to just let Nick naturally f- fall into the lead. <laughs> I think it's just out shirking
0: a shirk.
2: <laughs> yeah. Every time, every time Rob says front <laughs> office, you have to drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but if those were the rules, oh, I have to call the old wifey to come pick me <laughs> up. It'd be
1: about a twelve pack yeah. deep by now. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, no,
0: thanks, uh, gentlemen. I'm I'm excited and yeah, it's gonna be fun. Dude, the best part about this is uh, Max is gonna PCS here, and we're gonna be like, dude, you interviewed so well you could do this by yourself. Yeah. Oh. This is going to be really, really good bullet for you.
2: Oh, I know. I
0: I'm playing, dude. Just we just playing. came up with that. We're like velociraptors. Yeah. Just nasty over here. Well, hey, bud, we, we know you're super busy, man, getting ready to PCS and getting the house in order. So, um, I don't want to waste any more of your time, man. It was freaking nice chatting with you though. Yeah. Looking forward to having you here, buddy.
2: Thanks for the interview. Thanks for the opportunity. Looking forward to it, bud.
0: Dude, us too. All right. Peace. Good luck, man. See ya. Bye. That's going to be a good addition to the team.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, now we'll, uh, step into the final stretch of this, uh, this episode with a little bit of story time. All right, Nick, so for today's story time, I think uh, we're just going to talk about some of our more memorable experiences uh, in the old Delta, since it's uh, actually, you know, we can see its end very, very close ahead of us.
0: That's uh. sad. What, yeah. a, what a great helicopter. Uh, I remember being a little hesitant to, to tran- or do the transition over to the Echo, probably like most folks, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, my baby. Like, I yep. know this thing, and now I got to learn you know. a new creature, right? Like regardless of how well it performed or what kind of woes it had, I, I was okay with that.
1: Semi-abusive relationship. Yeah, but exactly. I wasn't always easy on the aircraft either.
0: Yeah. But, hey, the Delta is um, certainly on its way out. We have, I think, uh, just Detroit, Corpus yep. Christi, and Alpat for the transitions. Um, of course, all subject to change, right? Of course. Whatever order. I think Detroit's coming up next. And like we said earlier, the Delta simulator is going to be kind of like in a semi-down status. And then our last two Delta aircraft are leaving ATC mobile. Last I heard was probably the beginning of September. Yeah. So getting a little teary eyed over here. Kind of sad, man. Um, been a, it's been a great bird for a long time, but yeah, I've got, a, I've got a fun, memorable Delta story, if you're willing to hear it. Yeah, I'd love to hear okay. that Okay,
1: We'll send that one. So
0: the best part was that I wasn't even designated in the Delta yet, but I was able to see our uh, maybe our, our Delta woes early on and help build a, a solid foundation of respect for the IFR environment in the Delta. But uh, basically, I was with two of the two finer gentlemen back in Savannah flying around. And, uh, they are, they're like, Hey, you want to hop on this IFR trainer with us? And, um, you know, you can sit in the flight mech seat while we're up in the air and you kind of watch what we're doing and, you know, just get a flow for like 65 Delta IFR ops. Yeah, I was like, dude, that's perfect. I'd love to like, it's a cool great opportunity. Platform. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the ceilings were probably four or 500 feet, something like that. Solid layer. Um, I'm going to say they're
1: probably 500 if you're going out in a trainer for training men's anyways.
0: Well, there are waivers for that. Yeah, that's right? true. That's true, uh, especially for IFR training. So, anyways, I can't recall again. A couple of years <laughs> ago, but uh, we we ended up taking off, punched right in, and we we're going to go over to from um, Hunter Army Airfield in Savannah to Savannah International. It's not far. What was that seven, ten miles? Yeah, to the north the, or something as like the that. Crow flies. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Anyways, um, set up for our first approach and, uh, ATC goes, Hey, six, five, whatever. You guys are pretty, uh, pretty off course there. Um, everything. Okay. Something along those lines. And the uh, IP looks down at, uh, you know, our instruments and he, and he's going, yeah, like we're on course. And then he looks down at the iPad, the little blue dot. And we were well off course. We're on final four, probably an ILS or localizers or, I forget what kind of approach it was, but, um, ultimately go, Hey, let's get some vectors. Can we climb up to altitude, this heading to diagnose? And they go, okay, cool. You know, climb up to 2000, maintain three, six, zero, let us know when you guys are ready or, you know, say intentions when you guys are done. And we determined that, yeah, I think the VOR receiver was a little bit wonky that day. So we're kind of stuck. There's, uh, I don't think we had an appropriate tack and approach that would have Uh, allowed us to break out there was no other ILS localizer or VOR approach that we could use and so like we were stuck with uh, a GCA type approach right luckily Hunter Army Airfield had the PAR that took us down to 200 feet so we're like hey we just want vectors to the PAR for whatever runway and uh, full stop anyways broke out came down full stop no big deal But I was always wondering, I was like, man, what would have happened if we didn't have the old PAR available? At PAR We would have been a little screwed, I think. Yeah. So it was a a good appreciation for the old 65 Delta, man. Yeah. In the IFR uh, environment.
1: As we were talking earlier, yeah, similar story and actually involved the good old Maximilian and, you know, coming off duty and, you know, same similar failure, similar ceilings and a PAR to save the day. That's one thing I definitely miss over here in this, uh, in the Gulf coast region. I know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Let's see. I think, uh, you know, quite a few memorable stories in the Delta just always such a, a fun chariot to, uh, go soaring through the skies. in. but I think one that really stuck out to me as a, a young co-pilot, um, was, uh, you know, I, I had a, I wouldn't say I have the record of being a pilot that had like
0: the most ROLs up to Asheville. Ooh. But I, I think
1: I have either three or four under my belt.
0: That's funny. Uh there was somebody we were speaking with earlier that might also hold some sort of a record to, uh to our for ROLs to Asheville. You do not say one of my proteges, maybe <laughs> we, Schmurno, maybe
1: maybe we went up together one time. <laughs> <laughs> I showed him the way. Oh, um God. yeah. Yeah, good times. Um so on this particular particular flight, it was my second ROL up to um, Asheville. This was in March of maybe two thousand and we go with 19. No, I'm sorry. 2018, still a co-pilot. And, um, we're coming back from our, uh, our ROL going to the Sierra Nevada brewing company, you know, just cause it's on the south side of the airport. Very convenient. Um, and the aircraft commander that was with me, was also unit IP wanted to, uh, you know, ask me like, Hey Rob, have you ever uh, been up to 10,000 feet in an aircraft? And I was like, Oh yeah, I've been up to 10,000 MSL probably like, you know, you know, not too high AGL, just on some mountain flying. And he's like, oh, this is pretty flat land. Let's see what that looks like. And I'm like, okay. So we make our way up to 10,000 feet. I'm like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a long way down.
0: Yep, for sure. And,
1: uh, you know, make sure all the boost pumps are on, all that stuff. <laughs> Got to say that. <laughs> um, and so on our way back down, as we're just like, you know, just descending very, very gently, we reach about 6,000 feet. And out of nowhere, the aircraft just kind of like the nose swings to the left about 10 degrees and then goes to the right. And I'm like, well, that was weird. he's like, Did you just kicked the pedal. I said, no, I just like, you know, reduce the collective a little bit more. So we're like, yeah, okay. And then suddenly it does it again. And then within probably about a minute there was a continuous, uh, full, you know, 20 degree, you know, 10 degrees, either side, the nose is just going all over the place. And we're like, oh holy crap, what the hell is this? I was like, uh ah, flight control stabilized parts of it. Yaw's not that stable. Jeez. Um, so we're like, okay, what what's going on here? Yeah. And um, you know, everybody's a little bit freaked out. Aircraft commanders. Is anybody to screaming what's going yet? On. Nobody's screaming just yet. Okay, good. And we're like, uh, like we're looking, you know, at pressures, temps, do we have with no chip lights? We're like, is this a tail gearbox? Like, is this about to like, you know, yeah, shit the bed? Yeah. And uh, I think we were kind of like, uh, okay, may, maybe it's maybe it is a tail gearbox coming undone. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to trust what you're saying. Like, I, I can brief a system at a table, not trying to like figure it out when it's swinging 20 degrees <laughs> <laughs> coming out of 6,000 feet because it's still a long drop. Yeah. And uh, so we're like, okay, you know what? We were probably maybe 20 minutes north of Savannah at this point, uh, international. And we're like, well, let's just plan to go there to do a tail rotor. And you know, at some point, in my, um, you know, during that descent, and it's doing this whole thing. Um, yeah, this aircraft was the six five four seven, and I should have noted on my first trip to Asheville, I was also in this aircraft. Weird. And uh, oh, I got a lot of history with that aircraft. I'll tell you another <laughs> funny story about running off a of runway in another episode. Okay, looking in forward that one. aircraft.
0: Looking which forward to is that. One. Also,
1: the picture of a lot of syllabi. Whatever. <laughs> um, so on that maiden voyage to Asheville. I was with a, you know, a more seasoned instructor pilot. And the I went I started doing the ILS in there when I reduced the collective, the aircraft nose went one way. It just like kind of did the same thing. I increased collective, it went back the other way. Interesting. Yeah. And so on, that pilot was like I told him, he took the controls, felt it, said, huh, weird. disengaged the odd channel and it worked just fine. So while we're coming through, so flip back to, you know, that story and Incepted there on Tarantino. This go back to the current <laughs>
0: Un-Tar- plummeting out of the sky.
1: <laughs> yeah, from ten thousand to six thousand yaw that. kicks. And I'm like, I'm like, ah, like, do, do you want me to disengage the yaw channel? Uh-huh. And like, I didn't know if that was the the solution. I was like, ah, maybe something could help. And they're like, No, no, no. Like, we got the situation sort of stabilized. And I was like, oh, Okay, okay. Um. So we continue on, and we think we're we're just gonna like you know bread and butter make this international. Just put it down. Um getting ready for a tail rotor. And it just got to the point. It was very uncomfortable and like violent that we're like, let's just put this in a field. Like the flight mech in the back was not having a good time. Oh my The gosh, other dude. flight mech that decided to fly with us mm. for
0: time. Definitely not having a good was time. not
1: having a good time at Wishing all. he didn't
0: even get on that plane in the no, first place. No, he
1: was, <laughs> yeah, he was like very much like, poor just guy. like, uh, yeah. So we find a field and we're coming like low across. It was probably over I-95, just like, low hover, because one field wasn't great. There were wires were popping oh over, and I'm gosh, like, Man, dude, this is a terror rotor. I hope it doesn't stop working. thinking <laughs> dramatic. Huh? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we put it down the field, shut it down, and, uh, you know, get out of the aircraft, start making our phone calls. And, um, you know, they sent an aircraft out and a crew to come out, like, cannot recover. They, they figure right. we're a little frazzled. And uh, I remember Derek Lair came out to, like, do a quick test flight on the aircraft. And, uh, lo and behold, what had happened was the, uh, yeah, unbeknownst to us and you know, something that was probably more of a Delta thing previously than what we've experienced as an Echoes right. is we just had a yaw parallel servo that decided to have a hard over. Okay. Yeah. So there is, you know, an emergency procedure, like a bold face step, like to, you know, affect a channel disengage. I'm pretty right. sure that's what it was for
0: yep. the yep, Delta.
1: Yep, yep. And like, um, just because, you know, the first time I experienced it, I didn't really, we didn't even like name the EP. You just kind of knew what was going on. And that time, like nobody tells you when they, the, a way that it can fail. Not like you just feel one significant hard over. It was a series. <laughs> uh, in <laughs> both
0: directions. Yeah. Both yeah.
1: directions and very, very much
0: active. Yeah, so. That's pretty dramatic. I think I would, I would think that that would be a more serious EP than just yeah. a series hard over. Yeah.
1: Or, or we could have sal- saved ourselves a lot of things, but we, we just didn't know what we didn't. You can't, like, the the simulator is not going to show you that. Something that's,
0: like, you yeah, it's moving like that. Exactly. Uh,
1: good things yep. we had working in our favor. Great, beautiful day. Yeah. yeah Got the that. aircraft down
0: in the field. Now, did, did you guys have to declare an emergency or anything like that? Or, we, or was it benign enough to where you're like, hey, let's set this down. We can talk to folks.
1: We told, we did, we had contacted Savannah International. And we were like, and we told Secretary, we're we're, we're landing in this field. Okay. We'll call you if we're okay once we're on deck. Okay. So we, we did make those phone calls because we were like, yeah, yeah. We, we should probably tell somebody something's happening.
0: Here. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You put it yeah. in a field, you should probably yeah. tell somebody.
1: Uh, at least the gear was down the whole time. We got our checks in. But still, it's like, <laughs>
0: uh, uh, uh Sorry. So yeah, that, was, that
1: was a real treat.
0: Yeah. Second question there. Did you have to, like, drop a pin to the maintenance crew? Like, was it, like, a huge field in the middle of nowhere, or was it, like, accessible so enough?
1: It, well, they flew in another aircraft with a replacement pilot and flight mech oh. to do a quick test flight of okay. it. Okay, okay. And, you know, diagnose what they thought it was after talking with them. I got gotcha. You know, the EO. And so, yeah, they just flew the aircraft back and we were packs. They're like, you want to fly back in that one? I was like, nope, <laughs> no, 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 you guys have it." <laughs> it might be embarrassing, but whatever. Dude, that's funny. <laughs> not getting back in that thing. Yeah,
0: that's a solid Delta story. You know, since I've been flying the Echo, like, I don't know, the Y'all channel has not kicked off. I think that the tolerances may have changed, right? Yeah. Uh, not something I might have picked up on the three-week course, but uh, over the course of flying this thing. Um, yeah, it seems to work pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, on my three flights in this aircraft, it's it's been pretty decent, <laughs> yeah, it, pretty solid. You're an expert, bud. Yeah. <laughs> you're an expert. I found a couple different ways to put in the wrong information, but yeah, you know, figured it out and reduced some automation and flew it.
0: Uh, that's basically all you can do. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe disengage the old. Uh, flight director modes and go ahead and hand fly it
1: you just gotta remember it's still still an aircraft i know you can, you can be a real pilot
0: no kidding right we do put a lot of emphasis on like flight director modes in the three-week course because they're new right yeah and it's like hey here's how these things work uh sometimes i think we forget to revert back to those lower level levels of automation to, to uh, w- where we just hand fly it yeah and sometimes that does solve a lot of problems when yeah, you're not quite sure what's going on there's some confusion exactly for sure so. Oh, cool, man. Thanks for sharing. That was a solid story. Yeah, man. I hope hope you never have to put another 65 in a field.
1: Yeah. You know, well, sometimes there's good times to put them in a field and sometimes like, you know, when you feel forced to, um, so we'll see. We'll we'll see how the echo treats me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, cool, man, dude, this has been an awesome first intro. I think so. Maybe scrubbing off some rust podcast for us. Uh, you know, had a good conversation with Max earlier, dude. Just uh, a little bit of story time. Feeling some good energy. Yeah, it's gonna be good.
1: Uh, a good last year for, for at least my tenure here at uh, in the division. Yeah,
0: for sure. At least um, what you're expected, because you know, you're 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 due to transfer next year. However, well, it doesn't say like however you know, how far you, I'm transferring. Yeah. Well, there's that too. But yeah. I mean, what do you you think? You maybe extend or something. Uh, you know, I'm not not ruling anything out. Okay we got to keep Uncle Rob around for at least one more year. Yeah, i gotta got to hang out with the
1: the homies a little bit more. If we're
0: going to go to Savannah, we should all go together. Got to marry
1: up the timelines. Exactly. That'd be perfect. Well, anyways, appreciate all of uh, y'all listening to us and uh, us cutting our teeth on doing this podcast. Fly safe, take some risk, but do it when when you've given yourself a couple outs. There's not every time you have a chance to do that operationally. Sometimes you just have to take some of that risk, but when you're in a permissive environment, just... uh, you know ask yourself how you're gonna weasel your way out of this one if it doesn't work out the way you're thinking
0: i don't have any words of advice man i'm just gonna go ahead and echo what you said yeah you know it's all back to about to get back to drinking another beer hanging out with the fam <laughs> seeing fr- your dog your kids it's friday afternoon yeah and absolutely fourth of
1: america's birthday yeah
0: fly safe come home safe save the crazy uh the stuff for the simulator every year you come by and yeah, yeah. uh it's all i got man it's been nice Alright, y'all take care out there. Take care. We say goodbye.